0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
1: All right, back on the Jeff Hawkins Show. Join now. Oh, let's do the Chris Harrington. Uh, oh, yeah,
0: now it's Chris Harrington from the Daily Memphian on the Grizzlies, Memphis, and more. Presented by the Majestic Grill. We discover downtown dining. Chris Harrington on 92.9's Jeff Hawkins Show.
1: Chris Haring Chris joins me now. Chris, what are we listening to? That's uh, um, I'll Be Your San Antonio Rose,
2: I think that's called, by uh, Emilio Harris. Um, as the Grizzlies get ready, presumably later today, because um, to, they are practicing today but in Memphis, but presumably get on the plane afterwards to head to San Antonio.
1: So what do we know about Marcus Smart?
2: Uh, we'll hope. We might find out more today. Uh, Taylor Jenkins did confirm, I think what everyone suspected, but I don't think it had been confirm, confirm that it is a sprained ankle. So, like, you know, that there's, a, there's a wide range on what that can be, but there's also a limit on how bad that can be, probably. Right. So I, I that's generally, you know, good news, that it is confirmed that it's a sprained ankle. That um, He was going to undergo more treatment and evaluation yesterday and then today when they're practicing before the team would put a determination on it. He did put a day-to-day label, like this is Taylor Jenkins. The Chris haven't put out anything. Right. He did refer to Luke Kennard day-to-day. He did say Derrick Rose probably back sometime this weekend. So Marcus Martin, there's no team designation on it right now other than that it's a sprained, a sprained ankle still being evaluated. I mean, my guess is that his absence will be measured in weeks, not
1: days, but also not months. Right. You know? What, uh, assuming Luke Kennard plays, do we think he could play against San Antonio? Day to day, so that means right. yeah, yeah, maybe. Assuming he plays, what do you think the starting lineup is? Um. Well, I think my guess is Roddy. Um,
2: that it would be Gil – because that's – I mean, obviously Canard right, was, was not available when, when Smart went out. That's where they went. But I'm going to guess Roddy's played pretty well. Um, they had the opportunity to move Canard uh, into the starting lineup, and they sort of didn't do so and kept him on the bench. And so you're losing some physicality with Smart. So my guess would be it's Gilliard, um, Bain, Roddy, Jackson, Biambo.
1: But I don't know. Um, you can always, you know, Zaire Williams you can Williams come back can go with it, back into the lineup. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Roddy's year?
2: I think Roddy's been okay. I mean, the, the problem is that Roddy's okay. Roddy's okayness is coming in the context of like, you know, the ship is sinking and everyone's right. freaking out. I think if this were a normal season and the Grizzlies were like, you know, seven and four or whatever right now, and Roddy was having the city season he was having, people would say, oh, you know, he. he he looks okay. Right. You know, it he would, is it actually would, a perfectly credible first-round
1: pick from yeah, where he's for
2: where is picked. Pick 25th, you know, a month into his second season. Looks like he can be a good energy guy off the bench your 9th, 10th man in a rotation. I, I, I think that, you know, I think it's, the Roddy stuff is fine. And how about Zaire? Zaire is like, you know, at what point do you pull the plug, right? I mean, it, it's a month into year three. You certainly expected to see more by this point than you've seen so far this season. Um, but when you drafted him, you knew he was more of a multi-year project. You knew that when you took right. him because he had only played one year of college and barely really played that. Yeah. He barely played one year of college. Slim. It, he's young. so slim and so young and you knew he was a long-term project. And so long-term projects require patience, but like often they don't pan out. At some point you right, have to like, right. so, you can't be a long-term project for 20, for 12 years, you know? So I, I don't know. I guess I guess with Zaire. My thing is, there's no reason. There's, no, there's nothing you can do right now. Play him or not? You might play as well him. play him though. Right? Like, see what you got. Right? I would. I would. I would like to see him playing with John ja Morant later this season because I think the way Ja plays helps helps Zaire specifically helps elevate Zaire specifically. And then you know you make an evaluation later this season. But I, I think you know he he's he'll be he will be eligible for an extension. You don't have to give it to him. But he'll be eligible for an extension next summer. I think when you look at him, you know, today, you're like, well, there's no way we're
1: you know, we're not doing that. E- either we're moving off of him or we're kicking the can down the road another If you year move or... off of him, I presume he neither has positive or negative value. Yeah, like, I think that's probably right. It, it, you it, have to pay people to take him. He could be a salary you include that's not a heavyweight. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's also no one's giving you credit for no, putting him in. I a think that's back. right. It would
2: be a matching salary kind of, kind of guy.
1: Um. All right. Uh, Spurs. Um, I saw a piece over on, at ESPN today about who's been better, Holmgren or Wembenyama, and the consensus seemed to be Holmgren. Yeah, Holmgren's certainly been more consistent.
2: Um, Holmgren's on a better team, so that, right, that's, that's sort that's of the, part of it, you know. But I think Holmgren's been more consistent. Wembenyama has had better, probably better individual games. Like the best Wimby game has probably been better right. than the best Holmgren game. But I think there's been other games, you know, you look at box Scores. there's plenty of nights where, you know, he shoots 4 of 11 and, you know, the team gets blown out with him on the floor. And But he, even the bad games, like he's doing other stuff, he's grabbing rebounds, getting
1: blocks, you know, whatever. He shot under 40% more than half of his games. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. As yeah, a guy who's right, 7'6", exactly, or right, whatever, yeah. you know? Right. Um, his usage rate, though, is the highest for a rookie since Embiid. They don't have a point guard on that team. Right. I mean, on one hand, it's it's easy for, you know,
2: it's easy for him to get shots, right? So, you, you know, but... Th- that team has been really, really bad. They have a better record than the Grizzlies, true, but their point differential is the worst in the league um, by far, like not even remotely close. Um, they, they, I don't know how many games they've lost in a row. Maybe they've broken it up. But I think they're on a pretty big losing streak right now. Um, they don't play with a point guard, really. Well, one would imagine the Grizzlies will finish with a better record than the Spurs. Oh, I would definitely take that bet. Yes, yeah. yes. Now, d- now, does that mean they're going to win in San Antonio tomorrow <laughs> right, night? No. I don't know about that. But yeah, you give me you give me if you place a bet now on like who's higher in the standings at the end of the season, I'm, I'm easily taking the Grizzlies on that. Like even if things go awry, even the even the season doesn't, it's already awry. Even if the season does not get back <laughs> on track fully, I I, uh-huh. I would be surprised if they don't finish ahead of the Spurs. Yeah, uh, and then the Celtics and, and, and the Blazers. After that, all bets are off. Are
1: those the only teams you would bet? Who who else? Those would you... are the only teams I am confident
2: the Grizzlies will finish, finish ahead
1: of. them. I think the Grizzlies have potential to move beyond that, but those are the only ones I would I would feel good about. Jeffrey was looking at a win projection. Where was that, Jeffrey, the other day? ESPN that, Analytics. That had him at thirty three wins, which has him at the seventh would seventh eighth in the lottery. I, I oh, I take the over on thirty three. Yeah. Over thirty. Oh yeah, yeah. Right now, just. Assuming no other cataclysmic injuries, when they when Ja comes back, they will be a better than five hundred team from that point forward. Don't you believe? If you have, if you have your core in place, yeah. Ja, Bane, Jaron, and
2: you have reasonable health around them, we'll stipulate yes. you don't have perfect health, but we'll also stipulate not. it's not
1: what you've dealt with this month. Right. Luke so can, if have, can be out you have some reasonable them, right. health yeah. on your supporting cast. Yes, I think that should be above five hundred team. And um, and that's why I mean I you know Drew wrote about the punting on the season. I think you can emotionally, if you want to emotionally punt on the season yes. and start thinking about next year, that's fine. They're not punting on the season. It's, they no, will, it's November. <laughs> right. Yeah. There will come a moment, though, when they will – I guess my thought is is that when Ja comes back, they see what that looks like. They see if they're bound for the play-in or – at that point, they will make choices, right, based on – uh, yeah. 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 But the number one the number one thing for this season and the number one thing for the lar- larger
2: multi-year enterprise is the same number one thing. right? And that is we got to get Ja back <sighs> and we have to grow comfortable that Ja is back on the tra- tra- trajectory right. he was previously on. That is essential for any hopes this season, and even if this season goes poof, it's still essential for whatever you're going to do after this season. So everything starts with that regard.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And then we see what it
1: all looks like, what is missing, etc. How big, by the way, when yesterday we were talking about the things that that team, once he comes back, even if he's on the right track, will still need to figure out the bigs, the deeper bench, the wings, whatever. How about backup point guard? Like, do you think in the end they well, can get I, by with I, well, Dez and Marcus Smart as, or do they need a true backup point guard? It's an interesting question. You know, what's Gillyard's future
2: going to be? Derrick Rose, if he comes back mm. this weekend, so, sort of. I think, the, to me, the theoretical notion of your rotation, if everyone's healthy, is that, you know, you toggle Marcus Smart from starting wing to backup point guard and, and you're, not, you're not playing another point guard in your rotation. You're playing John right. Morant, Desmond Bain, Luke. Um, Marcus Smart as uh, basically your guard rotation. It may be from what they've seen, they feel like they're actually better off with another pure ball handler. Right. Um, I, I don't. You know. Again, these samples are small. I, from, from what we saw with Derrick Rose, I don't think they're better with that. Right. Uh, but maybe he'll be better when he comes back. Um, from what Gilliard did, if he if Gilliard continued to play the way he's played so far, which includes shooting forty percent from three, right? Yeah, maybe you you keep him in the mix. I don't know if he's going to keep doing that. Um, but maybe it maybe it influences the way you think about the team going beyond this season. You know, maybe maybe if it's not Gilgard, Gilgard is sort of a placeholder for some notion that you need someone else, like right? That, like that. You know.
1: uh, so the Grizzlies got a six point three million dollar disabled player exception until March eleventh. What is the significance of that? Minimal. Um, So, so they already. I mean, it's something that you know. It's sort of a free
2: tool. I mean, it costs you. You know, you had to lose Stephen Adams, but once you once that happened, it's a free tool the league will give you. So you're not going to turn it down and cost you anything else. So you get it, you put it in your toolbox, and maybe you use it, maybe you don't. But they already had other tools in the similar tools in the toolbox. So you already had a hammer and a wrench, and you add another thing to it. Um, And so. So there's nothing that they could they would do with this new exception they could not have already done with one of the other tools they have, which is they still have most of their mid level exception left, you know, minus what you spent for Bianbo. But the amount of the mid level exception they have left is roughly equal to the amount of this exception. So if you want to sign a player, you already had this this right. this they they have um, more than seven million left on the Dylan Brooks trade exception. So if you wanted to trade for a player and take a contract in. You already had a trade exception that's basically the same as this new thing, um, so that so so there's nothing they would need to they would want to do they couldn't have already done with one of the other two tools. Which doesn't mean they won't if something comes up they won't use this new tool because the one difference is this new tool expires in March. Right. The Dylan Brooks trade exception won't expire until <sighs> next summer, and so if you, so if a situation does come up and like you could have used the Dylan Brooks trade exception, you'll probably go ahead and use this one. But I mean. You know the odds of this being used, I certainly are sub fifty percent. It does not materially change their circumstances. Uh, speaking of Dylan, did you read the Chris Mannix piece? I skimmed it. Um, I skimmed it. I, it was, uh, you know, whatever. It was fine. It was good. The, I mean, the most notable thing in there was Dylan basically saying what he'd said on Media Day about like, you know, he being wanted to be more point. more of the focal point of the team right. and and you know whatever Grizzly struggles this season, whatever Dylan Brooks successes early this season. I think any rational person looking at the situation, you're going to know, like, sorry, you're not going to be, you're going to be the fourth guy at best on this team. Right. And, you know, he didn't, you know. And so it just, you know, th- reading that story didn't change anything in terms of how right. I view the situation. Right? There
1: was the, it didn't cha- yeah. There was the, he's, even this is a little murky, but he sort of, he said what he objected to was being scapegoated for the Grizzlies' failures. And I guess my point would be, I don't think the Grizzlies ever scapegoated him. I don't think it, you can argue that the the country looked at Dylan Brooks the way it played out is, and they clowned him because of what everything. But I never heard the Grizzlies "quote unquote" scapegoat ma'am, either on or off the record. Really.
2: Well, I think you know if you go back to the end, you know, the end of during the during the Lakers playoff series, Taylor Jenkins in Los Angeles at a media availability said, you know, I don't remember that quote, but he talked about the team's maturity issues. Right. I think he was talking about Dylan Brooks. Right. He was also talking about John Morant. Right. And at the end of the season, in the post-game, the post-playoff the post the post-playoff media session, the, the same one where Zach Kleiman, you know, said that he did a triple down on youth where he took some blame right. himself on that one. He said, you know, we had too many self again, I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember the exact quote. He said, we had too many self-created distractions or whatever. He was talking about Dylan Brooks. Right. He was also talking about John Morant. Right. So you can call that scapegoating. I just think that's that's what happens. Like you know, <laughs> Dylan Brooks and John Morant both, right. w- in different ways at different levels, created problems for the team late last season. One of those guys was impending free agent, and one wasn't. And one of those guys was John Morant, and one wasn't. So that's why one of them is here and one is not. You know, um, I
1: don't right. think they excluded John Morant from blame in, right. in this stuff. If the if the turkey is Stephen Adams of the Thanksgiving table, yeah. what's the dressing? Who's the dressing? So, so the, you, the, the dressing's job, man. That's the star. And <laughs> on my plate, that's the star. the the corn
2: the, the the cornbread andouille dressing with a little bit of fresh, not from the can, cranberry sauce
1: on top. That's 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 that, the that, that, that's what's put numbers on the board on my plate. Chris wrote a passionate defense, which he's seen in other forums he's before. It's, a, about it's ceremonial at this point. Ceremonial at this point. Yeah, defense of the Thanksgiving turkey. Let's see. Uh, one is. Tradition's good. Tradition's good. It's not just another meal. You can have
2: steak any any day of the year. Okay, uh, you know, it's, right. it's part of th- being Thanksgiving. Two was um what the was aesthetic two. of two was. Yeah, it- the aesthetic. It's not just about taste. It's about the look. It's it's a, the visual centerpiece. Of you know, if you go to Instagram, your Thanksgiving table, like the big turkey, is like right. the main thing. And it's also the smells. If you roast the turkey in the oven, it permeates the whole house. And so it
1: engages all the senses, not just taste. You had me on the look, but then you told me that you, last year maybe it was, broke up the turkey. Yeah, I did the Jennifer Biggs method. And you don't get the the, – I'm not telling you it looks as good as the Big Golden Bird. But it still looks pretty good arranged on the platter. It's still a pretty impressive display. better than chicken nuggets on a platter, for example. Exactly right. So two was the look. And then I don't remember what all the other pieces were. One was – we have to fundamentally – well, one was the leftovers – Right, yeah, what that came the, later. the glue guy thing the is the thing. idea that right. we, we have to get past our
2: idea of the entree and the sides, because when you put together your plate at Thanksgiving, yeah. it's more of an egalitarian affair. It's not <laughs> right. like it's the Detroit. Pistons, it's not like your example. steak and your baked potato. It's like everything, right. every your everything sharing the ball, man. I mean, the mashed potatoes and gravy is as important as the turkey, which is as important as the dressing and as important as the mac and cheese and the
1: whole thing. And it's a sort of a stabilizing. It's the it is this pick setting. Yeah. Uh, screen you, you need, setting, you rebounding you need, turkey. Yeah. The, the relative you know, you need some stuff
2: that that the well the flavor is good, but it's a little more muted. Not everything, you know, not everything has to be cranberry sauce, right? You gotta have a nice balance of textures and flavors. And it allows your yams and mac and cheese and mashed potatoes and gravy and all that to really star during the meal itself. And then after the meal, like the turkey, the turkey has staying power, man. The turkey help will take you through the weekend. So, so if Stephen Adams is the turkey, you eat steak, you're done that night. And if you if, get the turkey, <laughs> like you're making sandwiches the next day. You're like and you're, you're making, you're, you're warming up a plate of leftovers. Then you're making you can make a soup or gumbo like
1: two days later. Like it, it's a gift that keeps on giving, and the it's a full, it's a full weekend. What's the Jaron Jackson Jr. of the of the uh, of the plate then if jaw is the is the stuffing or the dressing which do you call it i dressing i call, you it, call dri- it dressing yeah um that's a good question what's the jaren maybe the jaren is the ma- is the chair he's more he's not mashed potatoes he's better than mashed potatoes well i'm thinking about reliability he's a little bit less <laughs> reliable <laughs> game to game and in, for and
2: if i'm the one cooking I'm inconsistent with my mac and cheese. Like, the mashed potatoes and gravy is always going to be good. I've I've got the dressing down cold. That's always going to be good. But with me, when I try to make mac and cheese, like, I just – results vary for me. This is a me thing, a me problem. Results vary with my mac and cheese a little bit. Sometimes great, sometimes not great. Yeah, I I need to settle on – I need to find a recipe that really works and settle on that. I, I had too little cheese last year when I made it. But you're not cooking the bird this year. I am not cooking the bird this year. In fact, my wife usually is the one who really mostly cooks the bird. I cooked the bird last year. My wife mm-hmm. usually is on bird duty. My brother is doing the, 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 the main, the, the meat, this year. So I'm on dressing duty. I'm always on dressing duty, though. And what's your dressing? I do a cornbread andouille dressing. Sometimes with Where's from, the recipe we, from? I don't even know at this no, point. That's it's that's it's from true. my binder. I've got Go a binder of recipes, and it's, it's, in the, it's been in the binder for 20 years. Um, sometimes I'll do some toasted pecans with it for some crunch. Sometimes I don't. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Thanks. Chris
1: Harrington from The Daily Memphian. You can read his uh, passionate defensive of the of the turkey uh, as the Thanksgiving centerpiece uh, over at The Daily Memphian.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Over here. Only at T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.